Tis another Friday. Tis another uh, episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. We appreciate you being here as we do every Friday right over there. Philip Washington Jr. And uh, today we are talking about nerd math. And I, I guess the first part of it is what is nerd math? Nerd math simply is the math that nerds use to attempt to replace the work of imagination or the creative mind. Said a different way, it's what nerd use to try to control chaos, right? Um, and I'm going to explain what I mean by nerds. Nerd is only using the brain and not the the brain and the heart, right? Right. Mo- the balanced solution for anything you want to do involves head and heart, but when but the control freak is the mind, and if you let the mind do it by itself, it's a unbalanced solution, which is what I call nerd math. You know, nerd math. And there are several comparisons that you you can make. The 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 yin and the yang, the yin yin and yen, yang. Uh, the uh, imagination and reason. And you had mentioned on your podcast, uh, wealth building made simple. The Cain and Abel. Cain and Cain. Yep, Cain and Abel. There's like one. You know. The the brothers, right? You 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 even have like angels, demons, God and the devil, right? You know, I, when you I, really get deep into it, it's not it, it's not from my perspective. Neither one of them is positive or negative. It's only it's only unhealthy when it's imbalanced. Right, right. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into the the data of of reason versus creating. Yep, yep. So let's get into it. So reason, right? Here's why you want to work together. What the reason mind does is take in data and make observations, right? It's like like going to a buffet and saying, oh, man, these are all my options, right? Um, I I can see, I can observe, I can taste, and I can see what I like. Um, Imagination is like the creative element, right, Which, which responds through like, Feeling right, it's that sixth sense intuition, right? That's the communication platform, but it it creates out of the data, um, and and the reason why this is important in investing is what nerd math does. Nerd math is why we have racism, sexism, biases, missed opportunities, because we use past data to project into the future. I, I mentioned on my podcast one example I, I mentioned a very another example that i experienced um in a in a local establishment right so um again those who listen to this know me to be a very um intelligent i think i'm a wealth manager so i think i have enough money to spend 300 bucks at a place to eat yeah um i'm i'm an ideal customer for lots of establishments um but you also know that i'm a free thinker so i don't i don't like you can't put me i'm I'm unstatistical. Like you can't put me in a stat, right? And there's a whole lot of. If you read Millionaire Next Door, the whole book is about you can't put people with that. You you can't put people into a into a stat, right? Philip Washington Jr. is his own stat. Yeah, and and and, mo- and all of us are right. I mean, yeah. I think I think the fallacy is if you were to ask eight billion people, can you find yourself in a stat? They would all say no. But the whole world make decisions on stats, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's asinine, 
right? But 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 that's that's where you get breakdown decision makings because right, you walk into an establishment, they see me, they go, oh, we got no seats for you because I look like a troublemaker kid, you know what I'm saying? Like like I can't afford the place I'm in, right? But that 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 is a missed economic opportunity for like lots of businesses. Um, that's that's one that's one example of like using the reason mind instead of observing and balancing it out with like feeling. So here's an example. And I'm, I'm going to give a, and, and you can step in if you want to. Okay, sure. But, but the, but the, but the feeling part is the part where you take the observation and then, and, and the better way to do it is say, all right, cause I don't, I don't want to, we all have biases, right? So I'm not saying that, but I found my best investment insights into when I observe something and then I, and then I have a, a negative feeling about it, right? And the negative feeling about it is like information to me from my creative mind to say there might be opportunity here, right? Because whenever I see something and I have a bias, I go, and if I got a bias, a lot of people got a bias about it too, right? Because because where there's bias, there's there's potential upside. Yeah. And so it's it's using your balanced intuition to say, huh, things are, you know, I, I know that things are always expanding. I know there's always opportunity. I know that things always work out well over time, right? So this negative feeling, let me explore. Let me break my biases and become neutral and let me go down the path and explore some something new, right? And that's the way that from an investment standpoint that I break the hole that nerd math has on my mind and and, and use data to open up my mind to see things that, most people can't see because they're stuck in their biases. So in, in in the financial world, in the investment world, as you are traveling down that path of something new, uh, what what are the uh, what are so, the so new opportunities as example. we're traveling down that path? Yep. So so let's talk about Bitcoin mining, right? I think Bitcoin this is mining. Gonna, I think this is gonna be huge for cities, states, countries. Right, so let's let's use a city for example. Let's call it a town, okay. right? Because towns are fun. Let's say you got a town of a hundred thousand people, and but it's growing, right? Not not too dissimilar to Mansfield, Texas, right? It's growing. You're like the growth of Mansfield over the next decade is going to be crazy. One of the constraints to growth is energy, right? The reason why we have problems with the energy grids is you don't want to buy too much energy because it's going to be expensive on the people that are paying for the energy if you buy too much in the contract. But if you buy too little, you don't have the capacity uh, in, in high low times, right? And so, and so, just like it's tough to predict your budget for the year as an individual, imagine how tough it is for a city, a state, a government to predict energy usage over some long period of time when they're buying these contracts. Like it's next to impossible, right? So, let, but let, let's say city of a hundred thousand people, town of a hundred thousand people. They go ahead and buy ten million worth of energy, right? Which is double what they need, but they want to build some capacity in so that they don't have outages. The people are feel good, blah 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 blah. That's going to end up being a hundred bucks a person for the energy cost, right? Um, don't go nerd on me and like over what period of time monthly? It doesn't matter. We're just doing like just <laughs> it's summertime. This right? is summer, yeah, just whatever. Hundred 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 dollars a person, a person. Mm-hmm. So so that's town A. Town B says, all right, we got 100,000 people too, but we're going to add one extra energy buyer, a Bitcoin miner. 
And so now we're going to get the same $10 million contract to, to, to expand for growth, but we can charge our citizens like 50 or 60 bucks because the Bitcoin miner agreed to buy the other half while we build and they'll, they'll turn off their machines uh, in, in, in high load time. So if our math is off, right, it's built into the country, they'll turn their, they'll turn their machines down and allow, allow our citizens to, to use the energy, right? Yeah. Which town do you think is going to attract more businesses, more talent, more oh, people? Oh, pick me, pick me. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. How about you? Town B. Town easily, right? And like, this is not something that's, that is expected to happen in the future. Corsicana is already like an example and Riot Platform is committed and spending $300 million, right, in Corsicana. It's happening all over the world, but there's plenty of energy, right? There's no between natural gas, oil, wind, sun, all like there's plenty of energy. The the constraints were like storage. Well, with Bitcoin miners, you got to store it. They'll just buy it. Like just produce it and they'll buy it. Turn it into Bitcoin. It doesn't need to be stored. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it could be used by the people who need to use it during peak earning time. So it's just like you had in 19th century Houston, uh, Philly. Um, L.A., what else? Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, South uh, what's that? Um, South Korea, Seoul. I think Seoul, South yeah. Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts in Australia is one. Ledic, uh, um, Canada, Tulsa, Tulsa. Right, you got all these places that became like economic oases because of energy. Right, low cost energy. Humans, we always follow low cost energy. Right. So guess what, towns? Right. You, you're you going to have a quote unquote arms race of cities begging Bitcoin miners to invest in their area to become a economic center. And, and, and that's right. People say, well, Philip, why do you own Bitcoin miners? I said, because I see what you don't see. Mm. Right. You're still debating Bitcoin. That's not even worth that's not even worth debating anymore. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's old hat. That's, hey, yeah. <laughs> can I ask can I ask you a question about Bitcoin mining? Yes, yes. Because yes. Bitcoin mining about four or five years ago was was pretty much done by individuals. That if you've got a computer that can uh, run twenty four hours a day and um the, there was some kid uh up in the uh, uh North Dallas who was making some little 12, 13, 14-year-old kid with making $10,000 a month Bitcoin mining. Is it, has it gotten to a point now where Bitcoin mining has become so big it's, it's no longer something individuals do? Yeah, you, you're not going to make a lot of money to do it individually. Now, you can, you can become part of a pool. Mm-hmm. So you can like – there's big companies like a – I'm just making – like a riot. And they'll say, hey, you pay us money and then we'll run your machine – in our facility, and then we'll pay you a proportion, sort of like a mutual fund, right? Yep. So, like, we'll pull the money and mine Bitcoin and pay you your portion, right? That's going to be the better way for an individual to, to mine uh, Bitcoin, right? In addition to, like, what I'm doing, I just buy the Bitcoin miners yeah. as a stock, right? But there's multiple ways to do it. But individually mining, you're not going to have enough computing power to compete with the Big boys and big girls boy. in that space. Let's uh, in the the minute or so we have left, uh, bring this back to to balance the the yin and the yang, or the the uh, the heart and the brain, the cane and the able, and how does this all relate to the Mansfield consumer? Yeah, it, it goes back to you. You have you, we're you have periods of time where 
art and science work in harmony to create the best future. And we're living through that town. So looking at a filter that only is statistical, right? And like um, built upon like observation and, you know, looking at past data to protect the future. That's that's a pessimistic perspective or at the very least a realist perspective. But that's not how you make money, right? Realist, realist and pessimists don't make money. Optimists do. Yeah. And so if you want to make money, like embrace optimism, balance them both, um, and the sky is the limit on the level of money you can make, you know, for you and your family. If someone wanted to reach out uh, to Philip Washington Jr. regarding uh, how to balance their portfolio, uh, how can they reach out to you? Best way is StonehillWealthManagement.com. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com. And if you were holding the mic, I would have you drop it, but... Um... The, the mic is suspended by a mic stand, so it's right. it, not today. <laughs> That's Philip Washington, Jr. This is the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. We do this every Friday. Uh, Philip, have a great weekend. We'll do it again next week. You too, Steve. Thanks. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments, to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.